Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Star Trek Thursday. I'm Matt Marrero, along with... I'm Anthony Toto. Hello. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing another... We are those guys, and we're doing another uh, Star Trek Thursday. So, Anthony... So we do two sets of Star Trek Thursdays for anyone new to uh, what we do here, either if you're listening to this through our Blog Talk Radio or our Those Guys on the Radio YouTube channel. So Anthony and I do Star Trek TOS, the original series, or at the time of its conception, known as Star Trek. And yeah. Me, yeah. <laughs> it's like the first season of Avatar The Last Airbender, or as it was known during the first season, Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, what the fuck? Uh, and we also have John on to do The Next Generation. So assuming that everything goes according to plan, an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation happened before, maybe not the week before, but before this episode. And today we are talking about Charlie. Right, Charlie? Or is it Charlie X? Charlie I should know the X. name. I'm sorry, I should know the name. Charlie X sounds way too much like a superhero. Yeah. That's yes. so I was kind of thrown off. Yes, Charlie <laughs> before, X. Before so. he got his powers, he was known as Charlie. Yes. But now yeah, he's Charlie. Sorry, Mr. Evans. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Evans. Mr. Evans. Why yeah. does he call me Mr. Evans? It's your fucking name, boy. Yeah, yes, but that's... the rest of them called me God. Oh. Well, <laughs> we have a lot to teach you here, Charlie. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, this episode – so remember last time when we did the man trap and I told you, Anthony, that it felt like it was just an episode of Twilight Zone but, like, under a Star Trek lens? Yep. And Wasn't I agree. this pretty much an episode of Twilight Zone? This this was a lot like the episode where um, – uh, oh, God, I'm remembering way back. Um, Anthony well, Fremont – when he when he was the when he was the little kid who 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 basically had all of these powers and can make anything happen and he ruled over the town and the, yeah, but the end everyone has ended, to be happy although i have to say that ended very differently than than this did well i i'm pretty sure i'm pretty i don't remember how that one ended but i'm pretty sure it didn't end like this um no yeah, no, but because I remember that one because as a kid, my dad showed me that Star Trek. That was a lot more unfortunate. <laughs> yes. Uh, my dad showed me Star Trek and showed me Twilight Zone. So I see this, and even the look, I was like, because I'm pretty, didn't the kid, Anthony, whatever, also give, like, that look when he was doing, like, telekinesis-y stuff? He gave a, he gave a similar look, but a more creepy look. Okay. Because I, I feel like I've seen this. I feel like I've seen that look before in Twilight Zone, if not in that episode. I've seen it done, and obviously due to the fact that it's in black and white, Twilight Zone came out first. Uh, it was in the fifties, where this obviously came out later. So it's kind of interesting. Like I kind of want to look up who wrote this episode, because I'm wondering if it was like a like a nod, where to you and I, because we're we're much younger to us. It just kind of blends together, but obviously to someone, you know, writing this at the time, they could have seen it twilight zone as a kid or as a teenager. And then yeah, and, started and then writing for this. this. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, because obviously it's you know decades apart, but like to you and I, we're like, wow, it's like it's literally the same thing. It's like, well, they're not they didn't come out two years apart or something, you know. Um, but no, it really does feel like at least early on, as we're, with where we are right now, it seems like Star Trek is just Twilight, not just, but is also Twilight Zone under a different lens, under a sci-fi exclusive lens. Because obviously, you know, Twilight Zone had their sci-fi shit. But this definitely seems like it is certain, certain like, because I, I forgot what it was specifically in the man trap that made me think of Twilight Zone. But in this case, I forgot what it was. But in this case, it's definitely like just, you know, the telekinesis, the kid with the powers, and everyone having to be nice. I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is extremely familiar. Yeah. And it's also interesting because we're trying to get to know these characters because think about it like this too, Anthony. We don't know any of these people. Like we're not supposed to when the show first came out. Oh, not yet. No, not at this point. Yeah. So they're just showing all these people. And you're kind of seeing how they're interacting, at least with Charlie, and that's kind of a good way to to know them because none of them are really like a dick to him. Like even that dude in the dojo was kind of just laughing because he was like, ah, to be a kid being thrown on his ass. Like, I don't think he was, like, literally, like, fuck you, Charlie. It was more just like, ah, to be youth, you know? Like, because he's probably oh, thinking yeah. back to when he was thrown on his ass. But then Charlie, I love, by the way, the slow build in the episode, where, yes, obviously we know that there's something a little off with this kid, but I think we're supposed to be led to believe, like, well, I mean, he was in isolation, you know, yada, yada. But the second he makes him go away, mm-hmm. halfway through the episode, it's like, Oh no, there is something very wrong here. Yeah. This, that's when the no. that's when the shit hit the fan. Yes, no, yes, I said that to you through text. Yes, that's when shit yeah. hit the fan. The fan early, way too late. <laughs> no, cuz like early on, uh shit hit the exhaust. Uh shit hit the phasers, which then disappeared. No, cuz when you when you see like in the beginning of the shit episode, shit was only making like, polite conversation with the fan. Oh, exactly. But then eventually it just, bam. Just like, but but just like, oh, by the way, I love, speaking of hitting uh, or slapping or anything like that, I love when we had uh, Yoan. Yoan? It's Yoan, right? Yoan Rand. Yoan, yeah. thank you, Yoan. Well, she her, was name, just like, her name is Yoan Janice Rand, but. Yes, but she, okay, Yoan. Yoan was her title, her, her title. Oh, got it. Got it, got it, got it. So but Janice, her name is Janice Rand. Thank you. When Janice is just like, talk to Kirk about why you shouldn't be touching a woman there. I was like, really bad role model, Janice. Not yeah. You want him best. to? You want him to do that? Yeah. You want him to why get advice from him of all people? Why can't I touch a girl in the behind? First of all, my son. Second of all, like I don't think that was the appropriate person to have a conversation. Like literally, he should have been. She should have been like. Talk to Spock before Kirk. Kind of just, <laughs> and then like, go you, somewhere. Mr. Yeah, you, Mister Evans, are Ill- illogical for doing that. No, I was gonna say like talk to Spock, then talk to Kirk, and then just decide somewhere in the middle where you stand, Charlie. <laughs> just because, like, yeah. I would. Oh my God, I can't. But no, it was funny that she said like talk to Kirk or you know or, or Bones, and I was like, yeah, talk to Bones. He's a medical man. Talk to Bones. Bones oh, will give yeah. you some really weird ass diagrams, but you know what? He'll teach you how things go around this. <laughs> but like when Kirk, Kirk was just like, 
Uh, mm, mm. Well, I mean, you don't really touch a woman. Well, I mean, you can't. Well, no, no, hit. Well, I mean, you, you know, look. When you slap a man on the behind, it's 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 good. Wait, no, that like the second Kirk says that, you just hear like a million people's pencils start writing. Kirk was alone in his quarters. Spock walks in in a day. Like it's just, you can slap a you man a on the behind. Fiction. Yeah, exactly. Fan just fiction fan material. A thousand a thousand uh, uh, pieces of fan fiction started in that exact moment. But no, but like really though, it's kind of funny. Like in a in a way, I get because like again, at first you're trying to like they're trying to play it up as like, oh, Charlie doesn't know, yuck yuck, and then it's like, but really though, <laughs> Charlie doesn't know, and you don't know what Charlie can do to you. Um, yeah. So what do you what did you think about the episode overall though? Because I could rant about this thing all day. What did what was your Initial reaction, I, I, at least this time around. You know, I I just I I want to say that um, the the first the first few episodes in the start of the season are really really weird episodes to start out with. Mm. It's like it's like we're getting like you said we're getting to know these people and and but we're getting to know them. But, like, a lot of other stuff is thrown in that, like we also said, reminds us of other stuff. So it's like, how, how is that? How are we supposed to get to know them when, you know, all, all this crazy stuff is happening? And this is just, you know, the first first three episodes. And, like, uh, you would think that you would, you know, find out more about the world and there would be more, like, exposition. There would be more more of that going on. But, no, it's just weird things happening on the ship. <laughs> it's like Yeah, it was – I think the, the show was made for syndication, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it was made to just be watched out of order and yeah. to, you know, to just kind of have a good time. Right. So, yeah. like, yes, you get to know them a bit more. You know, it's funny. I get to see I see Spock and Uhura and I was just like, oh, wow. I didn't realize how much they kind of gelled and they meshed well together in the original series, like the original, original. Because, you know, when people because I'm pretty sure they did something with them in the J.J. Abrams movie. Right. Yeah. A or little bit. wrong. A little no, bit. No, you're right. And I and I'm pretty sure when they did they, that, everyone lost their nerd minds. They were like, wow, really? Oh, my God, forced diversity, blah, blah, blah. And then I see this, and I'm like, no, it just feels like a nod to the original series. Yeah, there was, I mean. Well, because in these last two episodes. There was never an out. Oh, no, right, never an outright. I hear you. But in these first two episodes, the fact that uh, in the first one, the one, not the pilot, I'm referring to actually the first episode, fucking lost my shit. I laughed so hard when this is the man trap. When uh, Uhura would just mention there are like, no the moons moon. on Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> there are no. Why that explains that a lot. Me? Yeah, why doesn't that surprise me? Fucking lost it. And because, you know, she's just kind of like romanticizing this with him. And then in this episode, we have her singing with him. Like, and we even have um, Janice kind of like going like, hey, come on. Like, you know, he's doing the harp thing. How about you sing with him? Like, it just feels like there was 
something there that it doesn't seem super out of place like I originally thought and the way people were like really angry about it. like me I was just like oh that's odd but people online were I thought man not everyone but I know there were people online that were really angry at the time when the movie did that and I'm watching these first few episodes and I'm like oh there is a little something there like you would think that like the two of them were like cold to each other and never spoke the way the internet yeah, no. at the time kind of like got a little upset about it. But, you know, watching this, I'm like, oh, wow, like, you know, there's a little something there, like a tinge, like a little hint of something there. Um, and then Charlie had to come and screw it all up by making Uhura freaking mute, which is like, that's also, I mean, I'm not saying that there were no signs that there was something weird about Charlie and telekin you know, telekinetic, especially with the card tricks and stuff like that. But like once, you know, the dude disappeared in the dojo that they had, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. oh no. I was like, yep, this is, I knew that there was something. Cause I, I think in my head, I remembered this a little bit from when I was a kid, not the end, but just like parts of it. I was like, yeah, this kid like has psychic powers. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved how the um, fucking what's their names, the Andromedaminum, the the the, the San Andreases, you know, the the other ship. They were just like, well, gotta go. <laughs> Kirk is just like, would you like something to drink? <laughs> oh, I really would, but I we really have to fucking go. No, like something alcoholic. Yeah. Again, Kirk, I would love alcoholic beverages right now, but boy, do we gotta go. Why are you laughing? Shh, shh, hit the fucking thing. Hit the transporter. Hit the transporter. Yeah. Get out now, get out now. Yeah. It was very apparent that they did not want to see what was going to happen. Oh, yeah, no. They were literally like, like it's just, I'm so happy that you've brought us the boy. Boy, cargo, whatever the fuck, just take him. <laughs> just take him and also don't use your phasers. <laughs> what? See ya. Like, they were just, they were so done. It's just kind of funny when you watch the episode again just how fucking done they were with this kid. <laughs> yeah, they they really were. Like, do you know how done they were? I felt like one of them was going to call him Wesley. Like, they were so fucking done with this kid. <laughs> Shut was, up, Wesley. And I, I don't even hate Wesley, but I just, I just feel like they were just looking at him like... No, I don't mm. either. But still, um, though, but... But still, though, like this kid was essentially he. I love how he actually. Speaking of, um, yeah. By the time this is out, I reviewed this with John already. We talked about the naked now. Mm-hmm. This kid basically pulled a fucking Wesley, or arguably Wesley pulled what this fucking kid pulled. I run the ship yeah. now, Captain. Yeah, like, basically, he basically yeah. just pulled the same shit. Um, which is kind of funny looking at both of them side by side like this. It just hit me right now. Um, but anyway, when when looking at uh, – but my question is, do you remember you when you originally saw this? Because sadly I don't. So I'm assuming I saw it probably through like VHS tape or something because my dad had all the tapes when I was a kid. Not sure if I still have them somewhere in storage. Do you remember when you first saw this episode? Yes, I was I was young-ish. And it might have been on the VHS. Oh, on the VHS. Do you still have those or no? Because my dad on, had like on, this crazy collection. Well, yeah, my dad had like like a crazy I, box I set collection. I know I ha- I know I have. I don't. I definitely don't have all of them. I I know I have like a few. Mm. But um, 
my dad also uh, uh, taped them on the on the VCR back when got people it. taped taped things off the television. Well, no, wait, no, we got yeah, the, we got to pause for a days. second. No, but yeah, we got to <laughs> pause for a second for anyone who's like under the age of like fifteen listening to this for some reason, or maybe like a few like you know late teens who are like, wait, what? I know what a know VHS is. What the hell we're well, talking about? No, no, they know what a VHS is, but they might not know about the function of no, the VCR. So. No, but they might not know about that though. So yeah, back in the day, when uh, you know, you know, when you accidentally go off the HDMI and you're on something called Channel Three, and it's like fucking white noise, like a ghost is about to pop out. So that's where TV was back in the day. You would flip before, like even with cable, still you could flip on those channels if you didn't have cable. And so what ended up happening is you could actually connect that to your VCR and set it, either set it which I never knew how to fucking set it, even as a kid. But you could actually, um, you know, tape things to tapes from the television, which arguably now, if if your signal isn't protected, you could technically use, like, a capture device, like either a video game capture device or something like that. You could technically record your cable, but why the fuck do you need that? You have a DVR. Like, you have DVR or you have streaming. Like, you don't need to do that shit anymore. But back in the day, when there was no streaming, just lightning, (laughs) when there was no streaming, yeah, you essentially had to tape it, or you fucking missed it forever. Which is not true, but kind of true. Not not true, because there were reruns, but like kind of true, though. Like, if you were like, oh, I missed it, I was washing my hair, well, you're fucked. Spend forty dollars on that fucking VHS tape that has like four episodes on it. I think any young people you confuse them more. Oh God, no! It just hurts. <laughs> no, no. It just hurts to think about. <laughs> just no, I'm sorry. No, just as an anime fan, I'm just, it hurts to think about VHS tapes being that expensive, and now people are trying to give them away. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, but back to the episode itself. Yeah, I I obviously was young, probably through VHS. If it wasn't, probably through a sci-fi marathon. Since sci-fi yeah, used to do, yeah. They used to, yeah. They used to have them. They used to have them on TV for for holidays and stuff like that. Like they do with mm-hmm. the Twilight. Like they did with the Twilight Zone with the New Year's and the Fourth of July marathons. Yes. Where they yes. where they, they would play them. them. Yeah. yeah. Or they so would have I, it on, like, every day at, like, 4 p.m. or something. And I'm pretty sure I caught a decent chunk of Star Trek when I was, like, in middle school that way. Hmm. So, yeah. So I'm probably, probably, I must have seen it there. Um, I'm a, Yeah, that was even before the remaster. So, man, that ship. It still shocks me that the ship looks that good, but then it cuts to them. And then even though they look good, they're still real people, so you can still see grain and stuff. It's weird, especially with the outfits that they wear. So it's a really – I said this last time with you, Anthony, but it's still going to be hard for me. Maybe one day it will seem normal. Just seeing the juxtaposition of, like, the CG ship, which looks great, and then they're dressed in everything they're dressed in. Like, look at what Kirk came out in. Yeah. Like, he came yeah, out but... in something that says, I don't care what I'm wearing because I fuck. And all of you know I fuck. Like, I can get it. I don't care what I wear. Like, you saw him. He wasn't even, like, it wasn't even, like, a leisure thing. He was, like, on duty, and he was wearing that. He's like, I'm the captain. Yeah. Like, Which, it's weird. Like, in the beginning, in the beginning, <laughs> um, you don't, 
there are a lot of I think they were <laughs> it seems like they were trying to mess around with the uniforms early on because the things they were wearing in the beginning were not the things they were wearing by the end. No, no, no. It's honest to God. It seemed like the the way those some of this early stuff was filmed, it legitimately felt like. Well, why is Kirk Kirk not wearing his captain's shirt? Because it was in the wash. Like literally, it seems like it's just. Well, we couldn't get it in time for props. Fucking nerdy McAsshole. Yeah, like it just kind of seems like that's. The the, the mm-hmm. mentality, because he was on duty in the beginning of the episode, yet he's wearing that green, uh, uh, the, the the green outfit, which would look like an alternate costume if he were, like, in a fighting game. Like, oh, <laughs> do you want Kirk in his captain's outfit or in this? A different and skin, it's like, yeah. Yeah, he'd be in a different – but the, back in the day, it'd be fine if it was a different skin, but now you'd be like, I paid $5 for that outfit. Uh, why did I pay $5 for that outfit? Well, it's available in the season pass for 25 but why that outfit? Uh, no, but you're right, though. Like, they kind of switched up stuff, especially in the pilot. It was kind of weird the way they switched up their outfits. Um, but, because we did both pilots. We, of course, talked about the one with, with Pike, and we talked about the one with, um, with Spock and with, uh, and with Kirk. Yeah, so they're trying to get it right, quote-unquote, if you will, but there definitely was some mixing and matching and stuff like that. And they definitely, like, I understand, like, when they're in their leisure time, like, of course they're going to wear something different. Like, Janice was, like, chilling out and whatever the fuck she was wearing. Like, I get it, right? Mm-hmm. She was just hanging out, like, doing her thing. Um, but with Kirk, it was, like, I'm pretty sure, didn't he meet them, like, the, the you know, the crew of the San Andreas in that green outfit, or am I wrong? Oh, he, I think he did. Yeah, which is so odd. Like, maybe it was the idea that it was, like, <laughs> out of nowhere. So, like, he didn't realize. But, like, he just came up to them, again, like, with full confidence of just, like, yes, I'm wearing this. And, yes, I still am the captain of the ship. <laughs> F you. Exactly. Yeah, no. Um, you know, I have to say, speaking of the end of the episode for a second, two things I want to mention to you. One thing is this. So so this race of beings that we never see again, unless someone probably read a novel that I haven't read. So this species of, of be- we've ne- we never see them again, but apparently they have, like, they're gastrous, so they're not, you know, they don't have any physical forms, but they're super duper duper, like, telekinetic. Like, they have magical, awesome powers of telekinesis, and they gave those powers to the boy. To help him live. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Can they not take those powers away from the boy to help him live here? Um, that's never said. I, I, Damn that's it. exactly what I was thinking. Because, <laughs> yeah. because I, I, I know what you mean, and I was thinking the same thing. I actually thought that the episode ended that way. So the the other thing is oh. I forgot the en- I forgot the ending. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that that um, floating green man was gonna take away the powers of uh, of of Charlie and just ma- have him live as a normal kid. That's how I thought it ended. I swear yeah. to Jesus, that's how I thought it was that it was gonna end. The ending kind of took me by surprise because I forgot that it ended like that, where he just was taken. 
and he was he was he was begging them to stay, and he yeah. was taken, which is a very yeah. uncomfortable ending because it the is fact very that he mentioned, yeah, it was the fact that he mentioned that they don't they don't love, they don't they don't touch, they don't you know they don't well because yeah they don't have physical forms yeah he he will ne- I, and I felt bad for him uh, despite all he did because he will pro- he will probably never love or never feel what a human does again yeah i think i and felt that, bad and, and, for him and in because, those final moments yeah yeah and in those final moments it was it was very uncomfortable yeah it was it was, Which, it, was but, it was an uncomfortable ending you know it definitely was but what i the reason why i felt bad for him is because and this is something that i enjoyed because i think certain episodes of the original series don't do this enough they sometimes forget that they're on a mission for peace I feel – I know that they have to use force if necessary. I get it. If necessary, they have to use force. But just for some reason, whenever I think of the original series, I just immediately – like it's like, oh, well, what do you think about Kirk? And I'm like, he fights and he fucks. Like that's just the two Fs. That's just what he does. No, I'm, I'm being serious though. Like that's just, that's just Kirk. And so to see him being like, no, please, he's just a boy. I'm like, oh, oh. Okay, because I'm not saying he was gonna like he was gonna stab him or anything. I'm just saying that like I sat there in the middle of the episode, and I, the second he made the red shirt disappear, and I thought, how are they gonna have Kirk kill a child? They're gonna do it, but how? That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like I'm just kind of wondering. I'm like, he's going to kill the boy, but how? <laughs> and and the fact that he didn't, the fact that he was the one that was just like, no, please, you must spare him. I was like, oh, oh this was unexpected. You know, yeah. That's like that's you know that's my thing. I'm just like, wow, that's actually really cool that you know he was because that's what he's supposed to do. But again, certain certain times in the show, especially when they wanted it to be more action heavy, you know, for the little for the little uh, kitties, uh, it just kind of <laughs> it was a certain how do I how do I put it? It was just very I don't say violent because I don't want to be that kind of person. Like obviously the show can you know have them hitting people and stuff, but it, it again. Every episode, we're on a mission of peace, and then he's just like, I will punch that large lizard and also that small lizard. Fuck, I'll hit all of you. Like, Kirk is just a man on a mission to punch, I feel, sometimes. I can't wait until we get to that episode. Yeah, right? So in this case, it's just kind of funny that he was just not funny, but again, more true to the mission statement of the show, right? Of yes. just like no, like look, he did some horrible things. Believe you me, but sometimes, like, yeah, sometimes he is and sometimes he isn't. It's, yeah, it's, I know. It's and really again, weird. look, I, and I hear you, I hear you. But thankfully, like that's something you needed in the first, you know, episode of the sh- like one of the first episodes of the show. You needed him to be this way because it yeah. would have felt really odd. A bit like one of those pilots that we saw. Remember when he was really just like punching the telekinetic yeah. dude out. Well, no, he was telekinetic, but he was like kind of like, I'm a god. I am your god. He's like, oh, then I'll punch God. <laughs> and, so, and they were having <laughs> that fight. And so in this case, it actually is, is nice to just see him be, you know, a kind, compassionate person to realize, like, you know, the struggles of this child and the fact that he's just been, on, he's just been there alone for so many years, you know? Yeah. 
Like he's and been a he doesn't nobody. necessarily know how to act in front of people. Yeah, because originally I got that, but like I said before, after a while I'm just thinking like, ooh, I don't want to see him snap his neck, but because yeah. they're saying he's just the boy, right? Although thankfully. They did something that I liked, that they were like, hey, he's 17 years old. Because I was nervous they were going to be like, look at this child. He's only 10, and he looks like that or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look at someone yeah. like Wesley, and they talk about Wesley like he's just a boy, but he looks like he's 15. Yeah. Like, I don't know how old Wesley is supposed to be again, because you know, I, I don't know if they've covered that within the first few episodes that John and I have talked about. But he looks like he's 15. So when they're like, the boy, I'm like, I, what do you mean boy? Like, he's 15. But in this case, I also get it, because, again, he's like, he's never interacted with anyone. So it's like, yes, he really has the mentality of a child. He knows human language, or he knows Earth, English, whatever you want to call it. He knows that language, but he doesn't know anything else. He's just a confused... Oh, God, when he was like, it's like I'm hungry all over. It's just like... Like, she's literally like, how I cannot deal with any of this right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, how do I break this down for him? Dear God, that's terror. It's just a terrifying way to say it. It's like my body is hungry all over. Uh, Kirk! Yeah. Kirk, Kirk's walk, Kirk walks into the room. Again. Kirk, Kirk walks into the room while talking to Bones. It's like my body is hungry all over. What is that? Yeoman? It's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so creepy. But it... <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so I didn't think the episode was going to end that way either. Very uh, disturbing, but again, like very Twilight Zone-esque as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it quote-unquote worked, I guess, if that's what they were trying to go for. Um, yeah. I mean, again, like although, something that I don't I know. Say, I'm, I must say, Kirk is 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 more like that than than you would think, because like I know Kirk has a reputation of being, you know, punching the aliens out and, and things like that, and he does do mm. that a lot. But like, I, I just want to make a distinction between uh, um, Punching an alien and wanting to kill it, like like Correct. punching someone and wa- and wanting to yes. kill. So like like it like if I, it's it's like you know if I have a problem with you, I might punch you, but that doesn't mean I want you dead. You know what I mean? Right. That's a very right. no. that's a terrible example, but I, no 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 I no no. We're gonna fight each other. We're gonna fight yeah. each other on video. We're gonna fight each other. Um, no, but I hear yeah. you one hundred percent. That's true. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually punch you, but I mean, but I'm saying like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I would. I'd punch me. Oh, um, but I. Okay. Pfft, anyway, yeah. And he got so confused. He was like, "Wait, wait, what?" That went in a different direction than I thought. Um, but no, you're you're absolutely right, though. It's not like he would. He's like shooting to kill again. They have phasers set to stun uh, all the time. But yeah, it was just uh, an ending that I didn't expect. I'm happy, again, that we saw compassion from really the entire crew, even Janice, like, you know, despite mm-hmm. what she went through with him. Still, it's just like, again, like this idea that he's just a boy, because you never know how 
an older show is going to go with it, especially when Kirk was dropping some advice. Granted, that was beautiful advice, and it wasn't terrible advice. Like, <laughs> hey, man, you got to survive. Like, that's the world. Like, you can move on. There's many other fish in the sea. Like, I would show a child that. Like, if they were like, how, like, I, heck, I would. Like, if I, like, if I still had students, and like, because when I was a debate coach. And so if I was still a debate coach and I had students and one of them like came in and was just like, oh, you know, like, you know, dumped me and I can't, you know, debate today or something like that. I'd be, I just showed them that clip. Like it's a powerful mm-hmm. clip. It doesn't seem like it's talking down to kids or to teenagers. Like it just seems like it's like, hey, man, cold, cold, harsh reality. But it's not it's not uh, dismissive either, I think. Like it's just saying yeah. like, hey, like it sucks, but – you know, we we live, yeah. and even I do too. I think that was very interesting with Kirk too, where he's like, "No, like even me, like I don't get every woman. I mean, I get like every other woman, but not every woman." Oh my god! But no, but seriously though, like it's it's nice to see that from Kirk because, you know, again, depending on what they need him to do in the episode, he he does get the ladies, uh, not usually on the ship necessarily but he does get the ladies so it was nice to see yeah you know that kind of um him being kind of a father figure to and, and being a, a darn good one at that oh yeah you yeah. know I, I didn't feel like i didn't feel like anyone really talked down to him or treated him like a child per se no, I, I mean, I just think that, you know, like even that one guy, like I said earlier, who was in the, you know, that dojo, I just think he was just chuckling like, you know, like, ah, you know, like, like not so much like you got thrown on your ass, haha, just kind of like, ah, you know, they laughed at me when I was thrown on my ass and therefore I laugh yeah. at you. Like it wasn't, I mean, and someone could say that that's wrong, but like it, it's not, it wasn't done out of like malice. Because, like, I've been, you know, like, when I was a kid, I was bullied, and, like, I know what, like, you know, people are actually trying to fucking hurt you and be pieces of shit, versus when I had classmates who were legitimately laughing, like, hey, come on, man, like, with the elbow. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a difference between, like, the elbow and, like, haha, you fuck. And he didn't seem like he was doing it that way. But, again, Charlie started the tradition of the red shirts. <laughs> he seemed to have, Right? Isn't this the first episode that it was confirmed that it was – because I know Mantrap, I think a red shirt died, but other ones did too. Yeah. So this That's like – really interesting. I, I didn't even think of that. Oh, yeah, no. I The red shirt thing has just been in my head. I think maybe my dad is the first one who told me about it. But, yeah, no, like the red shirt thing is always in my head. So, like, when I saw in the Mantrap, I think one red shirt died, but then other ones did too. It was like, oh, okay, they mixed it up. They were like, let's just mix this thing up right now. But then in this one, the fact that it was technically chronologically the next one after, if you don't count the you know, the pilots, yeah, this technically started that. Like as a thing, minus that one episode. So yeah, no, um Damn you Charlie said the red shirt. Yeah. Also, I wonder where he took him because, like, it seemed like they were in some, like, random zone or something. Like, they were, like, they existed but didn't, sort of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, ju- he just went to he just went to their existence. Yeah. Which is not which is not explained. And I don't think we ever see them again. Unless, what do you mean them? Uh, you mean the aliens? 
Like the like the, the, green the al- yeah gaseous. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah those those green aliens. I don't believe we ever see them again. They could no. like you said they they could be in a novel somewhere which they probably are. Oh, um, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they were, or in you know a comic or something. But um, as far as the show goes, I don't think we see them again. I could I could be wrong, but I, that's what I that's what I believe. No, I mean the show never really. I think maybe I, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, Star Trek barely the original series barely ever does callbacks. I mean barely. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure we never unless with they the, were like it randomly in a movie. Of, well, with the exception of the Klingons. Well, yes, as I said, that's what I said barely. They do bring them back. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, again, barely. So, yeah, um, yeah no, I think with this episode, I, I think the reason why I enjoyed it so much, like I mentioned earlier, slow build, you treat it like you, you had good life lessons for kids, ones that actually can stand the test of time. Um, you know, like, because I, sometimes I worry, not just with Star Trek, but, you know, like we've just certain shows when you look back, We've talked about this before, Anthony. Uh, you know, something is made as a part of its time. Like, even if it's trying to be, you know, progressive or it's trying to be uh, moving forward and pushing forward, it is still limited by the time it was created. That's the word. Those are the words that I'm looking for. So oh, yeah. when you look at because I think it was one of the pilots where it was just like something about like, come on, if you can't pilot the ship, what man could? As if like only a man could pilot the ship. And I was just like, oh, boy. Uh, stuff like that. So, in this case, it was just nice that they were giving him advice that I don't believe even now is outdated. Like, you know, even like, because like the whole like slapping a, you know, slapping a woman's behind, it's just like, yeah, you don't do that. Like, it's like, that's, that's actually great advice no matter what. Um, yes. You know, oh, uh, you know, you're, you don't know what the meaning of the word love is. You're using, you know, you think it's love, but you're actually uh, being very, not even just forceful. I mean, you're just being constrictive. Uh, you're, you're being possessive. That's what I'm looking for. Like that's something I think a lot of people online need to learn about. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that Absolutely. that's kind of a. Uh, yeah, that that's kind of like a, a really good life lesson that really does stand the test of time. Um, oh, here's something that threw me off. So I don't know how much TV you've watched recently, Anthony, but I know that you're you're, you're someone who's watched TV. You're not someone who really shies away from it, especially yeah. during uh, your childhood. So you're someone normally, who's watched TV. <laughs> a decent, no, no, because there are some people that are just yeah, like, no. no, I really don't watch any TV, like even movies. They're just like, I just read. And it's like, all right, I'm happy that you read, but like, Bruh, a little bit won't hurt you. Just a yeah, little tiny I, bit. I, uh, I yeah. do everything. You're, yeah, you do everything. Yeah, you love reading. You love watching. Uh, so the reason why I bring it up, though, is because usually, it's, I, I don't know when it was. It, it came into, I don't want to say law, but like when it stopped happening. But usually television shows, especially ones that are aimed at kids, do not bring up God or the devil. Like, they've stopped that. Like, they do little references, like him in Powerpuff Girls and stuff like that, but they usually remove all, or also the one from Cow and Chicken, but, like, they usually remove all of those references and don't really like to talk about that. Probably because they don't want to offend Catholics and they don't want to offend uh, just anyone, right? But in the episode, when Ahura was singing, she literally called Spock, like, the devil. 
or looking like the devil? Um, and, yeah. and that really took me back. No, no, because I was like, wow, a time when they could reference that shit. And yeah. I don't know if anyone complained, but like a time that they could reference that shit. I, I can't really see any... I don't really see anyone complaining about that back then. I mean, there were definitely other things that that people complained about about Star Trek hmm. back then. Yes, but definitely. um, but um, I I I don't I, I could be wrong, but I don't see any. I don't I don't think that's anything that anyone would complain about back then. Oh, I'm um, sure someone I'm sure someone wrote in. How dare you bring uh, up Lucifer well, and? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm but sure like, somebody wrote I'm it. I'm talking about like the the you know the general population Media. would would just yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no, it, that's it would just be like you know it would be like another I I don't care like one of those it, I know it's just funny that they referenced it too to bring that up yeah. as well because like that's something well, I, I mean, feel like we like, would say like still um I even though that they're you know they're two two hundred years. 200 years into the future, something like that, um, they would still know what religion is and have some kind of a concept of what it was and have a, you know, know about the history of it and, and maybe still reference it in their songs and their, Mm -hmm. their popular culture in the, in the future, you know. I wasn't even referring to that because heck, in the episode itself, literally Kirk is like, Thanksgiving, make that shit a good one. Yes, sir. So like they, he was like, that's fine. I'm just referring to the fact that the actual show writers and creators were like, yeah, we know he looks like the devil. Let's just write that in there. Like, <laughs> because, no, I thought that was something that, like, we picked up on and we're like, did no one. Like, the fans. And we were all like, did no one. Did no one actually, like, notice that he looks like Satan? Did, did nobody notice he looks like Satan? So, no, they're literally sitting there. They're like, oh, no, we know he looks like Satan. And it's like, um, okay. That's that's good, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> no, because literally it's like you sit there and you're like, wait, the one that looks like Satan is the one that's most knowledgeable and logical. Interesting. Yeah. Just saying, as someone who grew up Catholic, interesting. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <clears throat> I'm just. It was just. Uh, it's just odd when <laughs> when you know it actually comes up. I'm just saying. Um. Anyway. So. Um, yeah, so um, I'm looking at, sorry, uh, as you guys might know, long-time listeners, I'll have the episodes on in the background as we're talking about them. So, yeah, I'm at the point where Kirk is just like, well, you're basically like a son to me, and I'm going to throw you around a bit. And he just throws him around the deck. <laughs> like, literally. Like, he's just like, Charlie, make her come back. Actually, you know what? Oh, yeah, because the idea, by the way, great way to try to get him, which is like, wait, we have so much shit on this ship. Charlie even said it's not as easy. So he's basically giving away the fact that you can overload his sensors, something that many movies and TV shows do nowadays. I mean, ad nauseum, basically. I don't know if it was a new concept at the time, but the idea of, oh, overload X with Y, and then Z will happen. And you can use Z to, you know, save the day. Like, think about how many pieces of media use that nowadays. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not like I wish with, there was. Yeah. I wish there was some way to look up, um, what the you know the tropes that were used in in like old 
like really old uh, sci-fi shows and movies and stuff like that, and how common it was, and yeah, what the yeah, cause there influence is, was. Yeah, because the thing is, dude, there is technically TV tropes, but I don't know if that's the best like archive to look at, art technically. Well, because the thing too is that I say that I don't know how it was used at the time because of the fact that yes, Star Trek came out a very long time ago, but at the same time, sci-fi books could have done that earlier. And there was a lot of popular sci-fi at the time that we'll probably oh, – yeah. not, not only do we not know about, but we may never know about if it was only printed, like, once in some, like, pulp magazine or something, you know, like some sci-fi comic. So, like, oh, we yeah, don't know was. how much – yeah, like, we really don't know how often these tropes were used. But I know that now, looking at this and seeing now, like, I can't even pick out anime that do shit like that all the time. Like, it's not just about telekinesis. It's about, like, energy or uh, electricity, you know, into um, mm-hmm. different, like, robots or, like, systems malfunctioning. Like, all of this stuff. Like, overloaded. And then it will – like, it sounds like something so simple, I guess, arguably. But, like, just seeing it done in this way, it was like, oh, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't he do that? But I just – because in my head, I was thinking Charlie was just all-powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so – but yeah, I do wish there was a way to kind of look that up because that would be very interesting to see if if we could. If there, I mean, again, arguably you could say TV tropes, but I mean, I'm not too sure if they're the best database necessarily. I have to do some research on that. Um, anyway, yeah, you know the effect – the gaseous effect, even though I'm sure it might have been updated for, you know, the the Blu-ray release, it still looks pretty good for its time. I mean, thinking about the fact this came out in, like, what was it again, 63 or 66? Um, oh, the year, is, the year is escaping me. Uh, Well, then I have it on Netflix right now. I'll find it right now. Pretty sure it was 63. Uh, oh, 68. I it might have been 68. No, yeah, it was oh, 68. Yeah. Uh, sometimes okay. I get confused because it was 68, but then you also had Doctor Who running at the time, and I'm pretty sure even during 68, it was still in black and white. So I always get confused. Because um, yeah. I know Doctor Who started in 66 in black and white, so I always forget. Um, by the way, though, the effects, though, for the time, like that specific effect, really good. Really hard to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it really was. A lot of the a lot of the, the special effects were were, oh. were really good considering the time. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like yes, in some ways, uh, certain things. I understand some people would say that they seem very, very, um, you know, uh, not even plain, just very cheap. And and I hear you in some respects, but again, certain visual effects, it's like you, you don't have computers to make that work. You know, nowadays. I mean, certain effects you can kind of do that using Adobe Premiere Pro and um, and uh, well, Adobe After Effects. And if you know what you're doing, you can make fucking lightsabers. You can do all this stuff. I mean, if we have the right green screen and the right lighting, I could make you disappear whilst going stay, stay, stay. But to do something like that back then, it isn't mm-hmm. the craziest. But like it, to do that one specifically. But in general, though, like it's a lot of work, very time consuming. And really interesting that they were able to do that, especially so early on with the season. Something that was really funny, though, that I just noticed. So you know, like, the random gaseous space whatever that they were? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the formation? It was just just the Enterprise. 
So huh. watch that scene again, and you're going to notice it's just the outline of the Enterprise. And they literally just bring it into the shot, and then they just have it float away the same way the Enterprise just slowly – like it was like they put the Enterprise in reverse. You know, I – But again – Yeah, now that you mention like, it, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Anthony's just like, hold on a second. Um, Cause I, I wasn't going to – yeah. Because oh I God. knew it looked like a ship, but I didn't, I didn't specifically think mm. the Enterprise – no, no, it's basically just a cutout of the Enterprise from the time. That's wonderful. Oh my God. Um, anyway, well, I, I, it's just it's not I'm, terrible. I'm, it's I, just, I guess I'm I guess I'm not a true fan then if I didn't n- notice that. Well, I should explain. You've been to my house, Anthony. The TV is very large. Yeah, mine is not. <laughs> yes. No, that's all it is. It's just the fact <laughs> the TV is large. So I look at it and I just blink and I'm like. That's the Enterprise. <laughs> also, uh, the woman who wrote this episode, her name, or it says teleplay by, uh, is uh, Dorothy C. Fon- uh, Fontana, Fontana. And let's see. I want to see her some of her work. Uh, because uh, I want to see if she worked on. Yeah, no, she did not work on. She actually worked on Star Trek the Animated Series. Interesting. She wrote one episode, and she was an associate producer and story editor. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, huh. Oh, that's cool. I didn't. I didn't she know, also worked. Didn't on, yeah. She worked on the Logan's Run TV show. Hmm. She wrote three huh. episodes. Interesting. So she did a lot of, lot of she, sci-fi. She did a lot of sci-fi TV shows. Yeah. Ah, oh, she actually wrote an episode of Deep, uh, Deep Space Nine, and she wrote five episodes of uh, TNG. Hmm. Oh, she also wrote Star Trek New Voyages, one episode of that. She also wrote an episode of Beast Wars, all right. You know, Transformers? Okay. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. She also she wrote an episode of uh, He-Man, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century. Uh, let's see. Very interesting. Very interesting. Anyway, I'm only bringing it up because, again, very much saw in this episode a kind of uh, – kind of relation to to Twilight Zone. The director was Lawrence uh Lawrence Dobkin. Alright. I'm just curious to see. He wanna see what he might have been. What other things he might have directed if I'm like, oh I know. It's you know um Oh, he okay, so this is interesting. He later portrayed the traitorous Klingon ambassador in a show that I don't want to Bring up, I don't want to spoil it, but it was in a different show. Anthony, you might know which one I'm talking about. I think but I'm I not going to yeah. say which show. But I'm going to say which show because uh, it might spoil things. Um, huh, so interesting. And he does not – it does not seem like he worked on Twilight Zone. But again, definitely some, some vibes here, even if it's nothing direct. And, of course, we have the, we have the story by Gene Roddenberry. We know that guy. Mm-hmm. What a cool dude. Um, I've heard the name in but, passing. Yeah, I've heard the name in passing as well. But, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, oh, he was in a... Okay, no, I saw... When I saw the... There was a... In the Wikipedia. In the normal Wikipedia. It says, the eponymous... 
eponymous I guess, character, Charlie Evans, is featured as an adult. And I was like, oh, in the fan-created, non-canon miniseries. I was like, oh, Star Trek of Gods and Men. Like, I thought it was like a a book or something. And I was like, oh, nothing against fan stuff. But I was like, wait, I thought it was huh. I thought it was canon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Wow, that would have completely destroyed. No, um, I'm looking up again some some extra stuff as we're kind of wrapping this one up. And it says, the premise for this episode formed part of Gene Roddenberry's original March 1964 pitch for Star Trek, but it was under the name The Day Charlie Became God. Great for a pitch, but man, would that episode, would have just fucked up the entire twist. Even though, again, it was... It was still seeded throughout, so you knew something was off. But, like, calling him Charlie X, yes, there's, like, a weird, like, sci-fi element to it. But the day Charlie became God. Yeah, I'm I'm glad they didn't keep that title. It sounds like the title of a Diary of a Wimpy Kid book. <laughs> anyway, so... Yeah. Yes, yeah, so... Either way, though, yes, and then when the series entered production, Roddenberry assigned it to uh, Dorothy C. Fontana to dr- dramatize. And, yeah, interesting. Oh, the episode was known as Charlie's Law, which, while that still would have given something away, still a good title. I like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's funny. In a scene in the script, which did not air, that, oh, the name, oh, it's interesting. The name survived in the James Blish adaptation of the episode for Bantam Books. I forgot that that happened back in the day. They just made adaptations of certain episodes or movies in the books. Um, not so much now, sometimes in the comics, but usually usually it's the reverse, something that's a comic becomes a movie. Anyway, so in a, in a scene in the script, which did not air, Charlie's Law is stated as, you'd better be nice to Charlie or else. What the fuck? She's just funny. <laughs> Um, oh, wow, Roddenberry made a cameo in this episode. I'm sorry, yeah, uncredited audio cameo. He was the cook, or mess officer, who exclaims that the turkey-shaped meatloaf in the galley ovens have turned into real turkeys. <laughs> that was his voice. Yeah, huh. that was, yeah, that was... Wow. I feel like I, I feel like I knew that. But of course, you've but... you've forgotten about it over the years. That and the ending yeah. both just slipped out of your fingertips. Um, either way, though, anything else you want to say before we wrap this one up? Um, yeah, it was it was definitely it was definitely a memorable episode. Besides the ending, because I I forgot the ending. Yeah, but, <laughs> I love but, that. Uh, it's memorable, um, but I should clarify. <laughs> it was it was memorable, but I gotta be honest, I forgot the ending. But um. But I I did really like it a lot, and it's but again it was I feel like it's 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 part of the uh, um, what I call like the awkward uh, beginning uh, uh, episode cluster of Star Trek, which it does seem like at least from my knowledge so far because I remember guys I don't know Star Trek that well I saw a lot of TOS but other than that I don't know it that well. It seems like for original Star Trek and with TNG, both have very awkward beginnings. Very awkward. Yeah. But um, I have to say, though, I think, though, out of what we've seen thus far, again, excluding the pilots, out of this and the man trap, I think this one wins for me. 
Yeah, I I would say that too. Yeah. Yeah, because I like the man trap. Don't get me wrong, but be, the fact that it turned into like this, like, oh no, now you're a monster and we must destroy you. It was kind of like, oh, again, I know, I get it, defense, but the whole the whole core of the show. So in this case, even though yes, it did end with a rather you know sad ending, a very tragic. I'm sure, some kids watching were like, um, what? Like yeah. some kids at the time were like, "Well, that scarred me for life." But it, but it, you know, still, I mean, heck, certain episodes of Doctor Who, you know, you watch from behind the couch, even as a twenty-six-year-old man, uh, I, I still watch from behind the couch. <laughs> and like, Matt, you're not a boy anymore. I am when I watch Doctor Who. Uh, but your voice got so much deeper when you said that. I, I know, I know. Like just, but anyway, so when. When watching this one, yeah, there was just something that really worked well. And I feel like even though, yes, you know, you don't really get to know them, like these characters, one-on-one, still through the lens of Charlie, I think this was a great way to know them. Even when compared through the lens of of Nancy, I believe was the name of – the original name of the woman who the monster was pretending to be. So yeah, that's right. Yes, yes, through that, you know. So I think that this was a great way to get to know the characters more. Very Like, there was no Sulu or Chekhov, though, at all. Dear God. Uh, no. Dear God. Or, like, no, but or, like, really, uh, like, damn. Or, or Scott. Yeah, no Scott whatsoever. So I think they're also trying to balance having to juggle that many characters in an ensemble cast this early on as well. Yeah. Again, very very like, awkward beginning. And and that and and that that happens too a lot where it's like you don't see you don't see a character for an entire episode and then they're there the next episode. It's like, well, they're still hmm. it's like they're still on they're still on the ship and they're still doing stuff, but they're not central to what's what's going on. Like they're not central to what say the captain is dealing with or Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll be fair and I'll say this. You don't want to, because like, like, okay, I wish we could have seen, you know, um, we could have seen, um, you know, Scotty, and we could have seen Takei. I'm just gonna call him Takei. I know he has a, it's like, but his name is Sulu. Yes, but it's it's always Takei. Uh, with Sulu, we don't see them, but I, I guess that's better than putting them in and having them say one line and walking away. Yeah, that yeah, it's it, I it, guess it's that's better. better. That. Yeah. Also, it saves them money because they don't have to pay them. They just tell them not to go. You know, we're not using you on set today, so we're not – because they'd have to pay them for the line and shit. So they're like, ah, fuck it. Just tell them not to come in today. <laughs> but um, but no, I mean I guess it works out well. I, again, like it's just – it's also, again, a hard thing to juggle. Like I'm very, very hard thing to juggle in an episode. Like you had to have all of those characters together. I think later seasons maybe do a better job of it. But again, you're just trying to – make things work at this point. So it's just like, yeah, let's just not have them in there. Instead of having them for like a random one line and they have to like walk off. Like, why do that? So, yeah, it makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. It just for a se- uh, You know why I remembered Sulu? Even though I love Sulu, I'm watching the, the credits and when it says like featuring DeForest Kelly as Dr. McCoy and Grace Lee Whitney as Yeoman Rand, we just see Sulu with the, with the rap ear. <laughs> you know, yeah. as it's paused, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, "Yeah, where was Sulu?" 
Yeah. But either way, maybe we'll see him again. Maybe we'll see him again next time. Or the next, next time. Or the next, next, next time. Yeah, you're right. Or the next, next time. Either way, though. So anything you want to say before we... Anything else you want to say before we wrap this one up? Um... It was good. Yeah. No, you should definitely show this to your like I'm not even kidding. Like if your kid's having a rough time, like you know, like with, with love and things like that, just show this to your kid. Like I feel like it's not dismissive of their problems. It's just saying, Hey, I have it I have that too. Except that not the telekinesis thing. That that's a no no. That we don't have. But yeah. Um but either way though, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yes, obviously, you know, again, they could have the gaseous beings could have taken the powers away from him. I get that that's a problem, but I do feel like certain sci-fi, not all, but certain sci-fi is going to have that problem inherent to it. Like not oh, yeah. the, not a plot hole necessarily, but that when you give when you give someone great powers like that, like it's the same thing with like superhero stuff where you know, you'll have Superman doing his thing and someone goes why doesn't he just stop all the wars? And then you have to have yeah. that explanation with someone like, well, that would cause a lot of international incidents and you'd probably get nukes shot up. And it's like, but Superman could stop the nukes. And it's like, it depends on which Superman you're talking about. Depending, yes, he could, but <laughs> then it's just like, or like the Flash could, but then it's just kind of like, yeah, but then... It's not people running things; it's them, and that's like you have to get into that whole <laughs> argument. So it's like every piece of media, when you start giving away powers like this, you're going to have something fall through a crack somewhere. I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm not saying it makes it terrible, or you have to excuse things. You can say that that makes the episode terrible if you want out there, but it is hard to balance that when you give him this kind of power and you give this these beings that kind of power. But I do think that maybe if they could have just put in one line in the script of, no, if we take it away from him, he will die even now. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, that would have been fine. Yeah, I'd be like, I don't know why, but he said it, so he knows his shit. He's he's a gaseous being. He totally knows what's up. Like he, yeah, the, like the all-knowing uh, green man. Yeah, all-knowing green man. The great kazoo knows what's going on up in this. So <laughs> I believe him. But either way, though, thank you all so much for listening in. As always, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Those Guys on the Radio, please remember to like and, uh, like and to subscribe. If you listen to this through our Blog Talk Radio account, which is Those Guys on the Radio, thank you again. I believe you can follow us as well for updates, or you could just go on our different social media accounts like our Facebook, facebook.com slash Those Guys on the Radio, our Twitter, which is at Those Guys Radio, and our website, which is teacherproduction.net, to follow all of our shenanigans. We don't just do podcasts. We also have uh, we also have Let's Plays and video game reviews views and news updates and things like that not just through our those guys play channel but also on our twitch twitch.tv slash teacher productions and we also do different um we also do different we have some podcasts and also some uh different discussions of like news uh articles either in the uh pop culture slash anime slash general nerd culture world over at our still on our those guys on the radio youtube channel but over at our show called Kikaku Corner, I've had Anthony on every now and again. Uh, I think you were you and I a while ago. I think last season talked about the Avatar: The Last Airbender Netflix series yeah. and the fact that that's a thing. Um, yeah, so there was that. Yeah, just the fact that that exists. 
so you can find that as well. And also, I do a show called Toku Station where I talk about Tokusatsu news articles over at our Those Guys uh, YouTube channel, Teacher Productions YouTube channel. And I have a show with Maddie where we talk called Those Wrestling Guys where we talk about pro wrestling news as well. A lot of different fun stuff we do with our channels. A lot of cool stuff. So. Love you all. Take care, and tune in next time for another episode of Star Trek Thursday. Well, I will, where I will have John on, and John and I will be talking about Star Trek: The Next Generation. But then, guess what, Anthony? What? You'll be on the next time. Not yes, the next, but like the next next time. Yeah. <laughs> so don't be. <laughs> so don't be down, or else. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See ya. Live long and prosper, everyone.